0: Like, okay, well, I'm really excited to write your program. I'm thinking maybe we'll go this direction and this direction. I want to assess this goal for or not. assess. I want to um, achieve this goal for you that you were talking about. I also want to add in some of this because I was noticing there's a little compensating when it comes to this side. So maybe we'll do some more, you know, asymmetrical work. I try to get them excited about the terminology and like mm-hmm. the fact that I'm like, oh, yeah, I really think I know what we're going to do with this program instead of um,
1: you know, um, judging and behind. I can remember how to do this. Okay. I got it. <laughs> Hello everybody. And welcome once again to another exciting episode of the Fitness Line Down podcast, where I am your host and owner extraordinaire, Corey Kripe. Um, and so I just, as a precursor to this podcast, my voice is not as wonderful as it might be. However, if anybody out there is enough to have seen Friends like way back in the day, I was thinking about this today. There's that episode where Phoebe gets a cold and she ends up having what she calls her sexy voice because now she can sing more bluesy things and it really sounds good. So I believe the song that she was singing was called Smelly Cat. Yes, smelly cat, smelly. So today I'm going to be gifting all of my listeners and you, Coach Carrie, with my sexy voice and it doesn't come out that much. So I'm really excited about this. Um, but in all honesty, no, I think I'm dealing with a little bit of allergy season here up in Wisconsin and um, it's, it's kind of rough for me to talk, but I'm going to make it through because I'm really excited. As I mentioned earlier, see, look at that squeak. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That we are bringing back Coach Carrie Satry. I remember Satry. Um, and she hails us out of California. And you guys, if you're on Instagram at all and you have a pulse, you have likely have seen her. And we're excited because we had, I think we had you in February, somewhere around that time, late January, early February. And so I kind of want to like catch up with you. Like, what have you been up to? What have you been doing? I mean, I saw a DVRT program released by you.
0: Yeah, that was really cool. First, I want to say that whenever my voice sounds like that, I tell people that I'm trying to get as close to uh, Sophia Bush impersonation as possible. Can you give
1: us one right now, even without the voice being like that?
0: No, absolutely not. It's usually after like coaching for way too many hours and like that little bit of vocal fry, you know? So
1: what I, I got. I guess I'm Yeah, I'm fried, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, yeah the DPRT program. I have... Been working on it for a while. And I will say that the technical aspect of it was harder than the programming aspect of it. You know, you've got that full video library of over a hundred exercises, and even the slightest progression for each exercise needs a new video in the library. So there's probably like seven different versions of dead bugs in this video library. Um but no, it was it was really exciting. Um, Josh, when he approached me about it, you know, we went back and forth on different ideas. And he was like, you know, I want you to do something that you're going to be really excited about. And I had just started really doing um, more flows and complexes in my work. And I was like, you know, what would be super exciting is creating something where someone can go from seeing what people with you know, advanced experience do on social media and actually have a, a program that sets forth how they get from point A to, you know, point Z. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I I, I was thinking, I have been asked by a lot of clients, like, how do you get into flow work? And I'm like, oh, I don't know, you just do it. And then I really sat down and was like, how do you do it? Like, what makes me comfortable doing flow work? What makes me comfortable doing complexes? And I realized it's how much time I've spent progressing through different, you know, loading patterns and planes of motion that like really brought to, oh, I feel comfortable doing that because I've already put in the foundational work to move to a new side, to take myself forward and backward. I know how to control my body from the center whether the bag is in front of me, or on one shoulder, or in a, you know, a a pattern that moves with momentum, I know how to control that with my body, because I've worked each exercise individually, to get to that point. And that was my goal with the program is I wanted after, you know, six months from beginning to end any level of, you know, exerciser, you know, anyone and their mom, because my mom right. had the program, um, wow, that's awesome. the, yeah, you want them to be able to end the six months feeling just like rad about what they're capable of. And that was my goal. It wasn't, you know, six months of sweating. It was really about, um, feeling so comfortable with yourself and your body and your movement patterns at the end of the six months.
1: And that's great. And you were able to take them from like, as you mentioned, point A to point Z, I would argue it's point A to point double A because with DVRT, <laughs> you go past the actual alphabet and you would start doubling the letters. Yeah, um, That's really exciting for me because I, I have made a couple of DVRT programs. I don't mean to plug myself here, but it is oh, my podcast. Um, <laughs> and I, I, I know what you mean by the technical thing. And I just, as the DVRT coach that did this, I remember a lot of people, they hesitate to do it. Because, and I did too, because I was just like, I don't know where to start. I don't know how to do this. And I will be honest, my first one, it's a, it's a good one. I mean, I would say, of course, and Megan actually was there with me and Megan was even a coach with us at fitness line down. I think she was like an intern or some kind of job shadower, but I asked her and I gave her a free t-shirt from DVRT to help me out. And I do remember like all my videos were like a minute long because every video clicked on was me coaching the exercise because I couldn't, I couldn't just release something where it's like, here it is. Like, here's the exercise. Yeah. You get 10 yeah. seconds of it. And I'm not going to say a word about it. Like that was really hard for me to do. So I did it. It was a small program, uh movement strength. I kind of got that little line going, but I think it was my second one. It was like the movement strength encyclopedia where I was kind of in that spot where I was like really enjoying flows i still enjoy the flows and the complexes but i kind of had that same same experience like you know here we're going to do this exercise you can do that you know for a couple of weeks we're gonna do this and before you know it we're gonna we're going to combine two exercises then later on we're gonna combine all three exercises and it's just flows are fun i mean you just you have to be able to program them right and you have to know how and when and where they go a question i have for you is it, Is this program 100 ultimate sandbag or you throw some kettlebells in there
0: no it's 100 ultimate sandbag yeah um and i actually had someone reach out to me recently and ask, you know oh they only have a strength bag and they noticed that some of the video footage had a core bag and i was like yeah but that's to me that's an easy one there are so many different um with a core bag i mean technically you could use a pillow if you really want to you know it's about that smaller object that you're what, getting what do you have i have my sand concept. pillow resistance well i've got clients who um at home will use um i'm not kidding like bags of rice oh really so, like buy a brown rice bag because you know they've got their core they've got their power and they're like oh or not their core they've got their strength and their power and i'm like oh it's okay you know save up some money and then buy one out you know live your best life use that brown rice bag um but it is primarily meant to um just be the ultimate sandbag. Just because I want people to know you, you don't need 5 billion different pieces of equipment and the program moves monthly. So it's a day A, a day B and a day C. And that's Mm -hmm. every month the workout changes. And I like that, that's how I program for myself. Um, I like to walk into the gym knowing what I'm doing. And I like that week one, it's new. And by week four, I feel great about it. And then just, you know, just when I'm like, oh, I'm killing it, then I
1: change it up. You yeah. know what I mean? No, so I, that was, I definitely that know what was you my mean. Plan
0: with
1: that. Yeah, and so, what kind of, I mean, get, run, run us down through like a couple of your favorite flows. I mean, I know some of our audience here, maybe they're not as attuned to DVRT. So, all you have to do is just go online, take a look at some of this stuff. But, you know, what are a couple of your favorite flows? I think we had a time where you and I were going back and forth a little bit where you wanted some videos of some of my flows. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious to hear, like, what's some of your go-to's?
0: Oh, that's a good question. Whenever I'm doing it for myself, there always seems to be a shovel in there, mm-hmm. like always. Um, but usually with clients, I'll go through like there's always a max lunge. And well, I do remember the last the last time we talked, you oppressed.
1: were a you were a max lunge girl.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm obsessed with it. Yeah, I really am. Um, yeah. I guess I always. Break down similarly. Like I'll always end up doing a hinge to a high polar clean, and then a lunge. I'll always clean the fists, and I'll either squat and probably rotational press because I feel like that is exciting. And doesn't new. that go together though? <laughs> like honestly, yeah. like if,
1: if you're squatting with a bag on your fists, I always feel like I have to twist at the top. I have to do that rotation and the press. It just feel it's satisfying. That's what I feel.
0: Yeah, I also, I'm not going to lie, this is probably the dumbest thing I could say out loud, but whenever I'm filming, I love rotational work because for some reason, the way I brace my core, I'm like, dang girl, you look good.
1: <laughs> I, I might have to like some way go back and creepily look at some of your stuff and be like, okay, she's right. There it is. Um, well, there is something about rotation. It's, and it's one of those things that we do teach people at Fitness Lying Down and we have to almost, I almost have to preface it with we're going to teach you rotation now because it is the most underutilized human movement pattern and it's going to save your life, you know, and then I give them some examples because they're like, well, when does this ever work? And I said, if you ever have to reach for something overhead, so many times people will just twist from the waist to get up there. You know, they don't actually know how to use their lower half so that your shoulders and your hips stay connected. So you keep that nice canister of a core and you don't actually twist the core. You actually keep it braced. And then your shoulders gonna be more mobile as a result, and people gonna be like, "Dang, you really, you really th- lifted that thing up on the shelf, or you really took that can of soup off the shelf." Be like, damn right I did. Um, I'm sorry, I just think about what my kids say to, about me at home when I do that stuff. It's like, Dad, you got a good pivot foot. I'm like, you know it.
0: Um,
1: I, I kind of want to, you know, again, I'm gonna barge in with my own two cents. When it comes to flows, one of my go to like combinations is a lateral hinge to some kind or a hinge to some kind of lunge. So one of my favorites is, you know, even just a lateral power clean to a step back max lunge where, you know, you probably, I probably post this once a week. Cause I do it like every Monday. It's like bench press day for me. Um, where you step out to the side, you come up, you power clean the bag, but now as you're stepping back into that lunge, you unload the bag. So that deceleration of that bag coming down as you're stepping back, there's a lot of things going on that you have to control. And then I'll, I'll spice it up a notch and I'll go and do that a crossover hinge. So still working kind of that frontal plane stability as I step back, coming up into that power clean, then I'll step forward in that max So I'm unloading the bag as I'm stepping forward, which if anybody knows, it's more challenging to step forward in the lunge than reverse oh, yeah. lunge because your center of mass has to go with you. So all of a sudden your center of mass is going forward with you. You've got, I mean, for me, usually a 60 some pound bag coming down and you have to make sure you don't fall over. And it's its the coolest thing to do. And it's like the most satisfying, well, I see, i said most satisfying already, but you, know, you do like 20 seconds of that on one side and you bust out maybe five, six reps. That's awesome. Like you've done yeah. so much. And it's, it's so much fun and engaging. It's so much more engaging than sitting on a chair, putting your feet in a like underneath a loop or something and extending your knees to get a little quad workout. I mean, come on. Like why, why do people do that? I don't know.
0: No, I, I totally feel you. I, that's kind of where the whole program idea came from is just how many people are like, wow, that's really cool. How do you do it Yeah. now? And it was nice, honestly, so nice to, uh, send all my thoughts and ideas to Josh and Jess who came back with their thoughts and opinions, which was amazing because there are moments where you're like, this makes sense. Right. And then someone's like, Oh, have you thought of this? And you're like, oh, what a great idea. Yeah. And, you know, it really helped kind of, you need that sometimes to like break out of the things you like to do or the things you like to program. And then you're like, yeah, I need, you're right. I need to add more cross steps in there. I don't think about that. Everything's lateral for me. And I love that, Someone's like, why don't you cross step? You know, that, that kind of just to me made the program so much better and more valuable, not just for me to work on it, but for people to purchase it. Like it's got so much to it.
1: No, that's exciting. I'm, I'm really excited for it. I'm, I'm happy that you're able to do this because it's like, it feels like it was necessary. I know you've done a couple like follow along programs during COVID. I think they were doing some of this. Uh-huh. I think I, I did one too, but there is something in, I just know, um, you know, as Josh has talked to me about this many times is it's almost sad because there's so much value in these DVRT programs that we put together. And I mean, if Josh is listening, I think he knows where I'm coming from and I'm not angry about it at all, is that it's such a valuable thing, but at the same time, it's such a low price. You know, most people are like, I can't believe like, this is this low of a price. I need to buy this. And that's great. So, you know, he, he came up front and told me, he's like, this is not a money-making thing. And he explained it, obviously, that there's so many different programs out there, like the P90X or whatever. Yeah, You've got a gazillion exercises. And I don't know what they sell it for, 50 bucks, 90 bucks. I have yeah. no idea anymore. You know, all the beach body access things where people are paying like for as much as they get, they're paying still a little bit higher price. So when you come out with a six month program and there's only so many programs in there, he's trying to play it with the market. But the most important part about that, I was told, and I I believe it because I'm living the DVRT dream, I guess you could say, is it's like your it's like your business card, you know, you're putting your name out there. You're yeah. you have know, all of a sudden now you've got your picture on there on their digital video thing, and it's like, oh, Coach Kerry, yeah, she's DVRT. She's obviously got a program. She knows what she's doing. That it's you know, it's not necessarily making you the money, but it's leading you to other opportunities down the road.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, at the, I uh, always laugh. My boss asked me this once. He was like, Oh, what's the, you know, like the pay scale and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, What? I don't know. Josh wrote me and I pretty much ran around the room like I got accepted into college again. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like it was that cool. Cause there's, you know, you sit at like seven different perform better summits and you see someone on the stage and then that person reaches out to you. And it's like what I assume, uh, TikTok people feel when Harry Styles reaches out to them, you know, like that's how yeah. I felt. Because I was like, Well, this is like the coolest thing that could happen to me, you know. Right. It
1: was so well, and it, it will continue to open up doors for you. And it's even though there's a lot more work in the front end of it, you know, and it's it's just need to get that notoriety and to have those things. I mean, and I think I made, I don't know, four or five programs, and what happens is they bundle it up a little bit so you can just buy the whole complete Corey DVR or DVRT program set, you know, will get a little discount. So it is neat. And then I yeah. hope you find out that when you get people that are from different countries or even somewhere in this country from another state that will email you now, like I've always put my email address um, in the little description or whatnot, and I'll get emails either saying, Hey, great program. or I've got a question about this one or uh, Hey, oh, yeah. that link doesn't work to that video. <laughs> and then it's like, <laughs> Oh boy. Oh, I, um, and I just tell them to use their imagination and I run quick to jazz and ask her to put out that fire, so which funny. usually the fire is put, is made by me. And I ask somebody else to put it out. Um, so fantastic. Congratulations.
0: Thank now
1: kind of thinking about, I, I gave you the short synopsis of what we want to talk about a little bit. So I'm curious, you know, we've learned about your background, you know, that wasn't necessarily fitness. You were more into performance but you found yourself loving the whole coaching thing and being where you are. And it fits so well with your character inside of the profession. You know, so what, what gym do you work at now in California?
0: Um, I work at Omni sport fitness. We're a small gym in Tustin, like in the old town Tustin area.
1: Okay. And so, you know, I'm just asking some questions because in case we do have some fitness professionals, it's just fun to talk and talk shop with another fitness professional. And so are you employed by Omni sport?
0: Yeah, I am. Yep, W2. And so,
1: like, you know, my question is then, do they, somebody comes in looking for a personal trainer? I mean, are you on rotation or does somebody come in and like they, how do you market yourself?
0: So right now, there are only really three of us there. It's a small gym. We're a boutique. Mm -hmm. um, And there's the business owner and then me. And then we have a part-time trainer there. So the majority of, the people who come in are usually coming to me or if the part-time trainer has time, they'll go to him. Um, sometimes the business owner will take on more clients. Um, but usually it's it's just me right now. We're looking next year to bring on another trainer, hopefully part-time or full-time, so that we can uh, take on more clients. You know, yeah. um, A lot of our programming, uh, we've since people want to be around other people now um semi-private has become like cool and what we're finding is a lot of like couples want to work out together Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. they so we get a lot of like boyfriend girlfriend husband wives so we put them in the same hour with let's say like another couple and then we've created this you have i think the same uh formatting at fitness uh lying down right the semi-private
1: Right, so I was going to ask because sometimes, yeah. sometimes I hear people say semi-private, and they actually mean more small group training.
0: No, no, so not at all.
1: Everybody, all four people in that program or in that session have, have individual their own program. programs.
0: Yes, everyone. And has you're individual the one. Programs. You're the
1: one coach facilitating that.
0: Yes, absolutely. Oh, that's that's yeah. my
1: jam. I love that.
0: Oh, honestly, it's a dream come true for me because um, I have the memory of Dory from Finding Nemo. Sometimes I just have so many things going on or that I'm doing in my brain that I have, I have to write everything down. So having um, weekly time set to make sure everyone's program is up to date, looking at where they're going, what I want to do next, and then just writing it out and then giving it to them is like <laughs> such a joy. You know what I mean? Cause at, at the end of the day, what makes it so cool and why I think more, I don't want to say more sustainable, but sometimes why I think it can be, more sustainable, that's the way I'll say it, than the uh, one-on-one training that you'll get at a corporate gym is because it's so community-based and you are essentially, these people come in and of course they're, you know, learning from you, growing with you, like you, you know, you're going through the exercises, but you're also like, hey, how's your dog doing? You know, like mm-hmm. you get to talk. And then even better is that they get to talk to other people. And now you're all making jokes and you're all having a good time. And it just brings that that sense of community that people long for. But it doesn't have everyone asked to do the exact same exercise at the same level when that's not what's best for them personally, which is why I like it so much. Like yeah. we do one group class a week. And even then, because I know everyone so well, like we'll have like 12 to 16 people in the class. And since I know everyone and what they're either doing in my program or in someone else's program, I know their modifications. So I know, hey, you know, he should not be um, swinging with kettlebells. I'll have him do ball slams instead. That's his power exercise, that kind of a thing. So it's easier to um, really feel out. It's been awesome um, working there. I started really full time there when the pandemic hit, because I Mm. had taught um, group classes. So I, my background in fitness was originally like Les Mills programming and cycle classes. So like, you know, pre choreographed stuff that you just rinse and repeat and add a little bit of your own personality and flair to. So I was good at programming group classes. And so when everything went virtual, I was like, hey, I can't do nothing at home, I'll lose my mind. Can I turn your guys' stuff into group classes virtually? I'll send out three Zoom links a week, everyone can sign up, blah, blah, blah. Um, And it worked out really well. And the coolest part was that it kept the community alive. So like you'd have 10 to 20 minutes at the end of a a workout where people would be on Zoom and be like, how's your dog, you know? So
1: A lot of people are concerned about dogs at your gym.
0: I know. Well, I mean, my dogs would actually be in the workouts, usually bothering me. Um, But no, it was um, a really cool thing to be a part of, to be like, oh, yeah, this is what you're longing for is community and, Mm -hmm. and really getting to grow, not just yourself as a trainer, but get to grow with these people as well, like really be a part of their successes. So that's where my employment took me and how I guess we get clients because I want to answer your question properly is really um, word of mouth. And then um, I know that we're on Google. And so we've gotten some good reviews on Google and um, people just search gyms in the area and that's kind of where we've come to. So, yeah.
1: Okay. And then when you came (laughs) back, when, when things started opening back for you, opening back up, you got more responsibility in being more a semi-private personal trainer than instead of just group? Because it sounded like you were solely doing group before.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, I was solely doing group. Um, but as soon as we opened up and people wanted to come back in, that's when um, I just started taking on more clients. Some of them I had already known. Like I, I worked there part-time before, but I also worked at another gym that I no longer work at. And so I worked both of them. So when I moved to OmniSport full-time, I took on a lot more responsibilities and clients, which was awesome.
1: Well, and I tell you, though, that the semi-private, you know, you mentioned the word sustainability. I'm going to ride the coattails because I talk about sustainability all the time. And it's not even so much the sustainability of the client, but also the sustainability of the trainer, the coach. Oh, yeah. You know, because I, I, you know, I just every day I feel like I have an aha moment, one of this, and I've been doing this now for almost eight years of just all the semi private things. So a couple of stories is this morning, we have a lady who I think she's on her third week now of a trial. And I've I've been talking about this recently and all of a sudden it just like came to fruition, how she talked about this, but she mentioned because she was in a session and she had a person that's been with us for six years. Another person that has been with us three years and another person that has been with us for a couple of years. And she's like, it is so neat to see people doing all these different things. And I just think if you were just a one-on-one with me as a trainer, and I was your only coach or whatever, you couldn't necessarily see the future. You know, you couldn't see where we could take you. So all of a sudden now you're, you're trusting what I'm telling you to do, but you have people that are drinking the Kool-Aid and they're doing these things that are really amazing and that are close to like her age or maybe just a little bit younger. And so now it becomes more tangible, like, Oh yeah. Before I would see somebody doing that, i say, I could never do that because I just see the trainer doing that. But now I could see whoever over there doing it. And now it's like, I I can reach that now. I know I can do that.
0: Well, and I think what's really cool about it, too, is that you're not only giving someone a workout, but you're teaching them the fundamentals of working out. So um, my clients who have their, their own little programs and stuff, I tell them this all the time where I'm like, wow, look at where you are right now. You know, like week one, they might have been doing actually I have a client who started goblet squats at 15 pounds. And we're on week six, and she's now at 30. Like, we added 15 pounds in those six weeks. And she even today, I was like, I could have gone up. And she was like, I think you could have and I'm like, yeah, that's like, that's what's so cool is that she writes down, I have them write down their weights for everything because I, again, have no memory. So right. when they you know write it down, then I'm ready to set up. But it's also for, for them, they can tangibly see their own progress. That's mm-hmm. what's so cool. It's not just walking in and getting your butt handed to you and then you walk out and you're like, what a great workout, I was so sweaty. You actually can leave that workout feeling like, holy crud, like, look how much I'm progressing. Yeah. Like this is amazing, you know. I love that. That's my favorite part of the semi-private formatting.
1: Oh, right, and you know, I think I mentioned about the sustainability of the trainer and coach. I never even brought upon that point, but as you talked about that community that you have, you know, I think we might have mentioned this. I know I talked about with Lena before, but the enter trainer, right? Like how if you're a one-on-one coach trainer, I mean, you it's like it's like being a parent when you had the, yeah, yeah. when you had the one child. It's exhausting because it's like that child needs you all the time. Like you're, but all of a sudden the other sibling comes along and now they could play together. So it doesn't take yeah. so much of your energy. So <laughs> I don't know how I want to parallel this, but all of a sudden you get two, three or four people in a session, they get, commu- they start communicating and talking to each other. They're in, you know, like they're joking around. I don't have to be so involved in asking like, what are you doing this weekend? That's great. You know, no. it, I remember when I was one-on-one training, there was no social media. So it's like, I could imagine I as the social media, if you're friends with your clients and you've seen what they did, like, you don't even have that question to ask anymore because like, I saw what you did. Was that fun? Yeah. Okay. Let's just wait another 30 seconds before you have to start your next exercise and complete yeah. awkward silence. So yeah. now it's great because you're moving around. And sometimes I feel like I'm a little bit behind with somebody like, oh shoot, they're just standing there. I got to get to them. And I'll call out to them like, Hey, so-and-so I'll be right there. And They're like, take your time. I need a little rest, you know, because I'm just so like, yeah. I, I used to serve tables. Right. So if somebody had like their drink was a little bit low. I had to get there to fill that up. Like whether well, it was a water refill or something, because I just know how important that is. So that's like my, my inter restaurant server coming through, but it is, it's so exciting. And then I think too, for the sustainability of the coach, it's if you're doing four people in an hour, you only have to work like three hours and you've I already changed 12 lives. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I'm not saying it that way. Now, here, <laughs> no, here, I, get Corey, I get what you're saying. Corey, here's Corey as a business owner As I probably maybe only work three hours on the floor nowadays um, yeah. because I have a team that, that works with me and it's a great system. Um, but yes, in the beginning, I worked no,
0: no, I feel you, Corey, I feel you. Every,
1: <laughs> but it was, it, but there's something more exciting exhilarating about working with a group of people. Then if I had to work three, four hours in a row of one person at a time, you know, and I don't want to knock this down for anybody that might be like, oh, no, it's true. Actually, it drains you. So you get done with that. And you're like, oh, my goodness. I just worked with four people and I have four hours and it takes so much. But after like work, like I'll admit getting done with 12 people in three hours, I kind of have to rest for a second, but I'm not drained. I'm not like emotionally drained from trying to be their sole person, their sole entertainer. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. And there are some people that, you know, one-on-one is probably the best option for them and for you as a trainer, because they really need that extra um, attention minded to them as they're learning, you know, like, or I have have plenty of one-on-one clients that I'm like, oh, you know what? Semi-private probably wouldn't be their thing. You know, Mm -hmm. this is, this is the time that they get to um, talk to another adult because, They're only at home with their children all day. You know what I mean? I get there's some, you know, but the uh, cool part with semi-private, especially when you pull someone from, cause I've had this where they're like, I don't know if I, I want to be in the room with other people. And I'm like, okay, well give it a try. And if you don't like it after a month, let's, let's figure it out. Like, I'm not worried, you know, let's just feel it out. It's no big deal. And then you get, you know, they do an exercise and one of the other people in the group is like, oh my God, that was amazing. Mm -hmm. And they're like, I love these people, you know, like the the group also contributing to their workout experience too, more than just, you know, the energy, but also, you know, like I've got a client who just did a really amazing box jump the other day and um, I was picking up a weight for another person in the group. And one of the girls in the group was like, Carrie, you need to stop what you're doing and film him. And I was like, okay, <laughs> you know? And it was like, it made him feel amazing. The group got a good laugh out of the fact that I had to stop working to film him. I've got it on my camera now. Um, but it, it's cool that that like freedom of, of movement for everyone involved is is really cool part of that business model.
1: Totally. So my question then to you is like, somebody walks into your gym, they're brand new, maybe they have a little fitness background, maybe they don't. Um, what's your way to like onboard somebody when it comes to their new program? I mean, what do you do? Do you do a screening at all or?
0: So um, I usually do like a, I'm going to call it FMS light. Um, we used to do set aside times for the FMS screening. And honestly, I think next year if we get another trainer on we'll go back to that mm-hmm. um but it's just so time consuming to do the full screening um even though it's a great screening just want to say it again it's an amazing screening um but i do like don't, don't worry
1: great great cooks not listening to this
0: okay i mean his stuff is amazing don't get me wrong um but i do like a little light version of it um brandon i cannot remember his last name oh my gosh who runs the he used to work for mike boyle Anyway, he, uh, he makes this joke about there's like these easy ways that you can just do the FMS light, you know, like find your own screening. So really I'll do like just some basic stuff with them and I'll walk them through that, you know, asking them about their life, their fitness experience, their goals, and we'll go through it. This I usually do either one-on-one, or if I know they're going to do semi-private, I'll schedule them with a group of people who know their program. They're like week three or four out of their six-week program they do not need me right now you know they only need me to check in with my eyeballs and to give them a few corrections or add weight to their bar um but for for the the new person I'll usually just write myself notes the whole time they're going because I don't want I don't like feeling completely like I'm being judged or um assessed in something and that's from my own life experience in theater, where every Mm. time you're in front of someone, you're being judged, you know, like you're auditioning. So everything you've got to always be on and you've got to always make sure like, you know, you brushed your hair. No, Um, it's it's those little things that for me, if you're already nervous, especially to come into the gym or to try something, you know, I don't want to be like, well, you got to work on this today you know so right. really I'll just go through it lightly and then at the end I'll like okay well I'm really excited to write your program I'm thinking maybe we'll go this direction in this direction I want to assess this goal for or not assess I want to um achieve this goal for you that you were talking about. I also want to add in some of this because I was noticing there's a little compensating when it comes to this side. So maybe we'll do some more, you know, asymmetrical work. I try to get them excited about the terminology and like Mm -hmm. the fact that I'm like, oh yeah, I really think I know what we're going to do with this program instead of, um, you know, um, judging imbalances, rather explaining that I'm really excited to program for this to be like oh then you'll be able to do this really well and um that's usually how we go about it I do not I will say this um if my boss listens to this he will um roll his eyes when I say this out loud I for my entire life my one pitfall no I have a lot but the one <laughs> major one in terms of business is that I am not good at, at selling like I I'm that person that when you walk by, you know, I would, I I can't walk by people on the street who are like, buy this thing and then be like, yeah, totally. I'd be like, why are you talking to me? Leave me alone. You know, when the, you know, the person at uh, Forever 21 is like, do you need help? I'm like, stop looking at me, you know? So when it comes to walking in and explaining everything we're doing and like, you know, going, you know, salesman on it that's not
1: my job <laughs> i don't do that well but just by what you're talking yeah. about though i i don't know if it's that you're not a good salesperson you just not, might not be the high pressure salesperson oh
0: no and
1: that's yeah. that's our like an fld if you don't want to join our gym okay like yeah it's kind of your loss but and i guess we've got to the point now at the moment we're extremely blessed where we want everybody to join our gym no doubt but we don't need anybody to join our gym right now, you know? So I know some people that started out, like, it's like they want to do everything for anybody and they, they want to make that sale. And that's a lot of pressure on the person themselves that if they, I'm not going to use the word fail, but if they don't complete the sale, then they do feel like a failure. And it's like, you know what? You're yeah. not going to be, and I, I fell in this trap so many times, you're not going to be what, who you like, you're just not going to be for everybody. And once you have the freedom to just say, that's Okay. Yeah, there's going to be a pressure that comes off. So I think I think you're probably better at selling than you think you are because you can explain everything. Um, but now it's just like, you put that in their court. Like, do you want to do this? Like, have, yeah. I, have I, you know, I mean, I think you probably explain everything well. Um, what I wanted to touch upon though is when we were talking about the new person coming in, I mean, I don't know who doesn't want to be judged and measured and things like this. I, I remember back in my college days, there was a the whole caliper thing. You were expected to like pinch people's fat. And it's like- Why would anybody, and I I did that in the beginning because you know why, and I think the sad truth about this is we did it. So we looked more credible, you know, that we, we could measure things. And I get it. Like if, if you don't measure, how can you, you know, if you, if you can't find the things in the beginning, how can you measure success? And I kind of get that. And we started with FMS too. And I, I do, I, I agree with you. FMS is an amazing tool. Uh, It's an amazing screen that we can use. But I started finding out that no matter what the screen showed, I always started our new clients with the exact same program. Um, And I I think about this is because DVRT for me, you know, we're 100% DVRT. I mean, that's all we do is DVRT things. It can be so corrective in nature um, that I'm basically going to go out on a limb and say everybody needs to improve their shoulder mobility. Everybody needs to improve their hip mobility. Everybody needs to improve their core stability and some of that right there is the foundational things of the fms and if i have the tools through dvrt which i do to help improve that and then from there it's like i tell people when they come in because like, are you going to screen me and i'm like you don't know well i say i say your first your first workouts is the screen yep. you know you're going to come in you're going to be doing this workouts i'm going to be finding out what's going on and what we need to which direction we're going to take you and I think cool thing is like, I'll get, a, I'll get friends. Like you say, we get people that want to work out together. And so their first couple of sessions are basically doing the same exact same exact, exact thing. Words are so hard today. Words are hard every day for me,
0: <laughs> Me too.
1: but all of a sudden now they come in week three and so-and-so might be doing a, a squat where the other person's not at that squat point yet because they just haven't gotten there. So now, now the tree kind of branches in different directions for these friends and then all of a sudden like, oh, okay. You know, like, I don't, I don't want to do that what my friend's doing right now. You know, it's like, don't worry. You're not going to do that because yeah. you are not ready. And it's, I think the most important thing we can do though, is cause you're talking about somebody comes in they're already nervous. You know, they, they want to, we, my goal right away first session period is I want to make sure people feel comfortable in our environment that they can kind of let their guard down. And every comes in, you know, like, especially if you've never been to a gym, and that has like, as soon as you walk into our gym, though, it's a whole different experience. It's like all the stereotypes you think about, you walk in our gym, it's like, okay, there's no like hardcore music. There's no people grunting yep, and sweating. Yep. There's yep. no mirrors. There's no this and that. It's like, this actually is a bright, warm, welcoming place. And I did that on purpose. So again, I, I have to say last night, we had a woman who came in for the very first time. I, I don't think she's ever really been in the gym per se. Um, I could be wrong about that. I'd have to look back at the notes I talked about when well, I talked, but after she got done with her session, I'm like, so how was that? She's like, you know, it was really good. I'm like, cause I can already tell the fear that when she walked through the door and I'm like, nothing to be afraid of. Right. Like any kind of thing. And she's like, how'd you know? I'm like, well, it was, you know, it's just people. And she goes, yeah, no, this is definitely different than I thought it would be. And she goes, I really like this. And so all of a sudden they come in, they find out they can be comfortable in their own skin with us we give them things to do that they're going to be successful with. Like, yes. that's, that's that number one program because if somebody comes in right away and you give them an exercise, like, Oh no, never mind. Let me, let me take that weight away from you and give you a lighter weight
0: or, you know, yeah, yeah. You can't,
1: you can't do that exercise. I need to give you something else. All of a sudden they're starting to feel a little bit like a failure and it's, yeah. it's unfortunate. I don't want to say it's our fault because maybe we don't know as well. The, the language isn't there, but if we can give somebody, you know, they leave feeling better than they did. Yes, they got some physical activity. Maybe they're sweating a little bit, you know, things that we don't measure per se. But the big thing is that they had fun. And it's like, I want to come back.
0: Yeah. Well, and sometimes you have a client who's never, you know, experienced exercise and then you take them through their first workout. I've had this happen recently where it ended and I went, um, so you're so much more movement literate than you think. And I'm mm-hmm. so excited for you to find that out next week, you know, because you watch oh, them that's and you're like, what the, that's do you mean? It never worked out. That's the most beautiful squad I've ever seen in my life. You know? Right. No. Like, and it's that's, people that's, cool that's a true
1: story. Like, am I doing it right? It's like, dude, I don't have to hang out with you anymore. You're, you're on your own. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then you get the people that have been gym goers for their whole lives. It's like, oh my goodness, your hinge is horrific. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's like, and then the language you have to use with the different individuals, because I'll get people who come in that have been working out all their lives. And we have a different like style at our gym, you know, we mm-hmm. have different ways that we call things. And, um, you know, I like to call it opportunities, not necessarily exercises and reps, um, experiences, what have you. But, uh, you know, people are at our gym for a reason. I want to let them know, like, we kind of have to turn the tide with some of the conversation. You know, I have to tell people, hey, I might say 10 reps, but that's a suggestion. You know, this is just kind of my, this has been my overall, this is usually the amount of reps that works for this exercise with this load, blah, blah, blah. But I have to, I have to give them the freedom and the autonomy to be like, you know, listen though, if you get to six or seven and you're kind of like, this is a lot. And that guy told me I had to do 10. So I better get to 10. Don't just don't just put the bag down, put the bells down. Yeah. And, and then this is kind of like the goal. Now, maybe you only got six, the first round, in a couple of weeks, watch yourself grow into those ten reps. You know, it seems hard in the beginning. It seems challenging, and it's going to be. And you know, Corey doesn't always make the best decisions. It's like, okay, we're gonna do this ten <laughs> times. Oh shoot, that that uh, you know, I'll come over to something like how many times you do that? They're like six so far. I'm like, why don't you put the bag down? And I put the bag down, and then I have to have this conversation again. Like, just remember, this is on you. This you're not trying to impress me. You need to have the session that you need to have. And it's it's just really fun when you can break down those barriers a little bit. And give people that opportunity where they're just like they don't have to feel pressure to kill themselves in the jail. yeah
0: absolutely
1: all right fantastic
0: <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I felt like i felt like i was talking more than i should have with my voice but um so this is really good i like the conversation i love the geeking out the programming and it's i think that's just a great segue of telling people like how you onboard and people might be able to use that and take that. Oh my! We got we got noise in my house. It's, some people think it's construction, but it's just dinner. Um, <laughs> remember, it's almost five o'clock here in Wisconsin. That's it's, fair. That's yeah. fair.
0: That's dinner so,
1: time. So oh, we're blending. <laughs> I think I think we had to wrap this up before something else happens, or I get caught. I'm kind of like I'm somewhat the sous chef, you know. It's just like Ooh,
0: yes, Ram-free. master chef.
1: Yeah, I I prep sometimes and things. So it's <laughs> okay. it is what it is. I'm
0: not allowed in the kitchen, so it's oh
1: crazy. no, well. I um, I, I can do it, but I don't want to do it. So I usually have to do it. <laughs> okay. Um, But beautiful conversation. I'm just so glad to get you on for the second time. You're in the fitness line Down yeah. podcast. Yeah. I will put your uh, Instagram stuff on the show notes so people can Thank find you. out where to find you in case they don't um, looking forward to all your successes with the new program and your future successes with future programs.
0: Thank you. Yeah,
1: I know that'll happen. So, Carrie, any uh, parting words you wanna tell the five listeners here?
0: Um, I'm gonna, can I plug something that I'm doing?
1: <laughs> yes, Am you I allowed? You, okay. You're allowed, uh, you're on this podcast, you're allowed.
0: Okay, I mean, obviously, you know, that program that I spent time writing is pretty cool plug. Um, but also, if anyone who listens to you happens to be in Southern California, the weekend of July 4th, which is, so it's Saturday, July 2nd, I'm doing a workshop, um, for the so-called kettlebell fest, i'm something interesting because you were kind of talking about it earlier um just the, the concept of cbrt being so um corrective in it and you mentioned that whole people using their core you said the same thing with um the flow work my workshop is just finding um better, smarter, more fun, and creative um, core exercises. So both with the kettlebells and other utensils as well. Um, it's just an hour workshop that day. You can, I think, pay for just the hour workshop and for the full day. I'm gonna be there the full day because there's some pretty cool workshops going on that day. And it's mm-hmm. going to be in Tufton, California. So we're hosting it, on Newport. Um It's really cool, the link is in my bio um on my instagram i think i put it in my little link tree um so yeah if anyone's gonna be in southern california maybe they want to go to orange county or disneyland or la for fourth of july and they can hang out with us it'll be really fun
1: well there's a possibility that i might actually have a few listeners in socal so (gasps) i mean i know i really really want to convince
0: johnny so
1: <laughs> okay because I know John's going to be listening to this so John you're on okay yeah um, he, he's gonna in the best words like I can say, he's gonna do it he's doing it um, so I'll look forward to that Instagram uh, all the stories there from the Southern California kettlebell workshop um, and maybe I'll find that link I'll steal it I'll put on the show once as well so with all that once again I'm grateful for you Carrie, joining us and for everybody out there until the next time that we meet Godspeed.